Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand Chum, bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Well done on your <laughs> intro this week. First time, uh, first yeah. time lucky. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 85 of the Orient Outlook podcast, and all, as always, there's lots of things to really update you on. Um, such as the weekly news, there was a protest at yesterday's game at Blackpool. So let's crack on, let's not waste any more time. And as always, starting off with the Supporters Club updates. Yep, so Supporters Club are running coaches to Doncaster and Wickham. So Doncaster is this Saturday, the 26th of November, leaves Brisbane Road at 8.30am. It's £28 for adults, £25 for concessions, with a £3 surcharge for non-members. Then it's Wickham on Saturday the 17th of December, which leaves Brisbane Road at 11am, £20 adults, £17 concessions, and again a £3 surcharge for non-members. You can book two ways. You can book at the next home game, which is Exeter on Tuesday, or you can call at the travel line on 07722-135970. And on Tuesday, the support club opens at 5pm for the visit of Exeter. Yeah. So get yourself big game. Massive big game. game. So moving on, we had an email from the Leighton Orient Trust. So just to give you an update on what's been going on um, in and around the trust. Um, although Howard Gould covers both the trust and the club, he's employed part time by both. They are still separate entities, and therefore things like the stadium tours are in fact a club initiative and nothing to do with the trust, as is the hub. So just wanted to make that clear because we commented last week about yep. uh, the tours that had happened. Yep, so a bit of a roundup then of what's been going on. So Jay Simpson was at Haven House Children's Hospice recently with Theo. He helped promote some fundraising activities and Aaron Pollock popped into the score centre during the half-term break to visit the kids on Theo's football fun week. Yep, and Aaron um, Aaron Pollock was then joined the following week by Paul McCallum as they visited Coppermill School in Walthamstow to help promote um, positive sport healthy living projects. Yeah, and XO and legend Peter Kitchen attended the new Sporting Memories session held in the gallery at the club last week and is hoping to get playing walking football again early in the new year after just having surgery on his knee. So we wish Peter well and I hope uh, he gets a good recovery from that. Uh, Peter is also the ambassador of the project and it's a big congratulations to Phil Smith and his staff at the Trust as the Walking Football Project, launched around a year ago, has just won the Waltham Forest Physical Activity and Health Project of the Year Award at the WF Sports Awards. In fact, it was a double celebration for the Trust as they also won the Inclusive Sports Award for their DCD Football Project, which was for the Developmental Coordination Disorder. Yeah, well done the Trust. Great work, absolutely fantastic yeah. work. So great to see them getting recognition within the community as well. And three of our French contingent, Nigel Atengana, Ivan Erico, and Teddy Mezogay. Yep, there is a player that hasn't played for us yet because he's still recovering from an injury. Yeah. Um, not had any update on what's going on no. his recovery. Nothing from the physio, nothing put out by the club. It's kind of a bit of an anomaly. Didn't want to dwell on it, but as it's as we're talking about him, I think when he signed, I think it's January because I'm sure yes. they said he wasn't going to play again in 2016. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have an update on a player who's injured. Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone knows when Teddy or how Teddy is doing, let us know and get a, get a tweet out there. Yeah, um, they all popped into Norlington School for Boys in Leighton on Tuesday with Evan and Terry helping students with their French language lesson, whilst Nigel visited an English class to talk about his youth and journey into football, culminating in his days here at Leighton Orient. Yep, so well so done, well done. Trust. Yeah, loads yep. of work going on, and like we say, massive credit to all the team at the Trust. So, 
we have an email address as well as being on lots of social media and we're starting to get more emails now I've noticed there's more and more coming through so if you want to email us if you don't have Twitter or Facebook or you want to you know go on for longer than what you can in a tweet you can email us at Orient Outlook Podcast so we had an email uh, after episode 84 yeah from Peter Warner who said hi guys I just want to point out to you that Orient's oldest fanzine, the Orienteer, will be publishing its 250th edition this weekend. This tremendous achievement from England's second oldest fanzine should not go unrecognised, and perhaps there may be an opportunity sometime soon to interview the editor, Jim Nichols. Happy to do that. Yeah, Jim, get I didn't in contact. see the Orienteer being sold, though. I got to oh, the okay. ground quite late because something cropped up for me um, yesterday, but I didn't yeah. see any Orienteers on, on okay. sale at all, so I didn't get one. If anyone from the Orienteers is listening, feel free to get in contact. I think it'd yeah, be quite I'd good like to, to do an Orienteer session and um, you know get in a few of the editors from the last couple of years and speak about the experiences. So get in contact. Yeah. He also said, as a regular contributor to the mag, I know I'm biased, but I, li- but I believe that apart from your good selves, it is the only place that gives those fans a broad range of opinions and views, and not just those of the editor as is seen elsewhere. Well, despite that one. Uh, also <laughs> to say he's hoping that if we are starting to turn the corner that the credit is given to the manager and players and not to the protesters up the O's Peter so thanks for email there Peter and again if you want to email us couldn't it be more easy get your mobile or laptop on at orientoutlook at outlook.com lovely yeah well done so also congrats to uh, my friend Daniel Santon who is um, uh, whose wife is pregnant with the next Leighton Orient fan yeah well so, done Daniel well done mate Twins again, um, buddy. Twins again. <laughs> um, and also, um, just to get well soon, and all the best to Alessandro, the yeah. CEO who sadly had um, a heart attack last week, Friday, yeah. and has been recovering in, in hospital. So um, we wish him well and don't like to hear things like that. Yep. Yeah, so episode 84 was recorded on Monday. So moving on to the week that was from mm-hmm. Tuesday. So Tuesday, the 15th of November. Jay Simpson wins the Football on Five Goal of the Weekend Award for his stunning strike versus Colchester and the great strike we went yeah, through it last her. week. Well done, Jay Simpson. Great goal. Yep, some good news to tell you about. The under-18s travelled to Paul in the second round of the FA Youth Cup on Tuesday night. What a performance they put in as they won 7-1. Yep, that's 7-1, seven, seven, yep. with a hat-trick each for Tristan Abrahams and Josh Karoma, and a goal from Stephen Alzate to round it all up. Next up, in the third round, it's Leicester City away, with the date to be confirmed. Now, also what I'd like to say is well done to the club's official uh, media, well, the club's media team, yeah. who are actually covering more it. of it now, and it's, it's really great to get more... Um, more insight into what's going on with them as well. We we try to cover it as best as we can, but yeah. because we can't get to yeah. games, it's actually great now that that Charlie and or Colin are are going out to to well they travel down to yeah. Paul to, to watch it. So well, well done, boys, and and thanks very much. Uh, you know they they're doing a great job, the youth. And like we mentioned, you know what a great experience it's going to be playing at the King Power Stadium. Yeah, you know you can't you can't buy those experience for those young lads. It's going to be an awesome night for them when they go and play that match. We've written in here with the date to be confirmed, but I read on Twitter somewhere that it's, it's, it's got, seven pm it's, it's, on the day we're playing. No, it's, not, it's got to be played. It, it's got to be played by a certain date. So that's the day that's in the calendar. Right, I was going to say because so, they're yeah. not going to kick no, off. It won't, be, it won't be Saturday night. Clock. It won't no. be a Saturday night. Okay. So as soon as we hear the date, we'll let you know. And if I can, I'd like. I'm probably going to try and get to that. Yeah, me too. We'll see what the date is. We'll see. I see if I can uh, get uh, a work day in mm. Leicester. Yeah, oh, I've, done it, I've done it before. I've touch. done it before. <laughs> that would be amazing. So Wednesday, sixteenth of November. So you might have dealt with this. So I don't. Yeah. I, 
I'll read it out. The EFL whole game solution is stopped and the following announcement is made saying the EFL board has today announced that they will cease discussions on the whole game solution with immediate effect after the Football Association informed them they are no longer prepared to consider rescheduling FA Cup fixtures into midweek slots. What does that mean? Like... It My essentially limited... means there's not going to be five divisions as far right, as right. That's what yeah. they wanted to do. They wanted to rejig yeah. it. They wanted to rejig it and reduce the amount of midweek games that we play in our leagues at the moment. Um, I don't know if there was some sort of winter break in discussions with that as well. Um, but essentially, I think it would mean because. It's usually around my birthday, like the first or second weekend in November is yeah. the first yeah. round proper, and then I think the first weekend in December is the second round. So, th- with the FA Cup being then, they didn't obviously want to put the FA Cup midweek because you get less attendance, less viewing yeah, things, yeah. and all the rest of it. So, they wanted to keep it that way. So, the FA are being very protectionist about their, their cup competition. So, essentially, as it stands, nothing is changing for the Correct. time being. Nothing can like change yeah. because it would mean. Because the changes would have meant that the FA Cup games would have had to have been played midweek. Yeah, Good. that's as that's as far as I know. Okay. So, uh, but there was a lot of people against that. Yeah, yeah. The okay. changing yeah, yeah. of the league structure. Absolutely, there's a lot of that. lot of and and I reducing think it lost, down I think to twenty games. About that, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah they yeah, voted. Yeah. I think the motion was passed to vote against that yeah. the clubs should vote, vote against it. Yeah. Um, and I think they wanted to reduce it from twenty four down to twenty. Yeah, have five leagues <clears> to twenty. Yeah. In, in, yeah, five leagues to twenty. Yeah, like the Premier League, which would have reduced down. The midweek games. Yeah. All right. Um, so what would that have been? Twelve would have gone into another league, and eight from the top eight from from Vanderbilt yeah. uh, National. But yeah, that that's all stopped. Cool. Um, Nicky Hunt spoke to George Sessions about the Colchester match and the diamond formation. He said, "We have hard-working players, and no matter what team was picked on Saturday, everybody would have given a hundred percent. The formation we played was narrow, and we were asking a lot from Gavin and Nigel because they had to get out to Colchester's wing backs as well as cover the midfield." The manager wants the, the back four to stay very narrow and not concede any goals, which we did. For the large part of the game, we did very well, but they are not going. But they are going to get chances because we're not Barcelona. We are not going to stop a team from having a shot or a cross, so it is what it is. But we've got to believe in ourselves now and crack on. I feel we need to get two, three, four, five, six, seven, or even eight unbeaten, which is no mean feat, but easily done in this league. Karma comes back to bite you, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, what a comment to make. Mickey, mate, if we can just go two unbeaten, I'll be happy. Yeah, if we can just not lose. (laughs) If we can just not lose games and just actually play well. I know what he's saying. He's trying to be positive, but um, it's hard, you know, it's hard. Well, after the Colchester game, it was a bit more of a positive outlook. Two or three wins on, uh, two or three back, like two or three wins and you're in playoffs. Absolutely. Comfortably in playoffs. Yeah. That's how poor this league is. At the moment, anyway. So Thursday, 17th November. Uh, Freddie Moncur has his loan deal at Bishop Stortford extended from an initial month to three months. So good luck to Freddie there. Um, we wish him all the best at his uh, loan spot there. Yeah. Bishop's, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And Alberto Cavasin spoke to George Sessions about the squad. He said, I have faith in the players and we have come from a place where we had a run of really bad results. We managed to turn the tables around. Having these positive reactions are all signals for me that we are heading on the correct path. The group is starting to become a team, otherwise we wouldn't have managed to achieve this performance at Colchester. This is why I have faith in them. Now, don't get me wrong, I like his optimism, but I think he's getting a bit carried away. No tables <laughs> have actually been turned. Yeah, yeah. Like, we won one game. We've played well for one game. It doesn't suddenly yeah, mean yeah. that all of a sudden, we, you know, know. that's our season. Yeah, yeah. You hope it's the corner that you've turned, but, but let's not get carried away. 
hope at the time I made this comment, hopefully it's the start of a good run, but we'll come on to we'll that. We'll come on to that. In two days' time. And we've already mentioned it, but in we'll the, mention it again. In the plan, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Orient Trust won two awards, the Waltham Forest Sports Awards, so they won Best Physical Activity and Health Project for Walking Football, and they won the Inclusive Sports Award for their DCD Football Project, and again, a massive well done. Yeah, well done. To everyone at Trust, good to have some good news coming out of Fantastic, here. Fantastic, absolutely out. welcomed. Um, set on Friday uh, the 18th of November, 17-year-old Tristan Abraham signed his first professional deal with the club for two years. Yeah. He said, to get a professional contract is a dream come true and something I've been working towards since I joined the club at the age of 14. It couldn't have come at a better time, having scored a hat-trick in the Youth Cup win at Paul Town. I've got to say, it probably didn't do you any uh, disservice, <laughs> did it, really? Yeah, I completely agree. He went yeah. on to say, uh, seeing a number of the lads around me on professional contracts has only made me more motivated to succeed. And now the challenge for me is to break into the first team as soon as possible and try to get a few appearances under my belt. I was in and around the first team for the Brighton Czech a trade trophy game and it was great to be involved at such a nice stadium even though I didn't come on. It's definitely something I hope to build on. So great news coming out of the club. He's done very well and you know, great timing for him. I wonder if the club wanted to um, tie him down now because obviously the youth are doing so well and the FA Youth Cup is really coming against the big boys and you know, he scored a hat-trick just gone against Paul. I think he grabbed a couple in the first round against Southend as well. So I wonder if there was a few clubs maybe sniffing around him on the back of what he's been doing in this FA Youth Cup and the club just said you know what we're just going to get him down now so yeah. great to see the youth you know being invested in and getting yeah, full time contracts what they deserve yeah well done Tristan it, it's great to see the youth team doing so well I just hope that they're given a chance you know you see the likes of Sam Ling and Freddie Moncur also coming from sort of good youth teams yeah. and, and, and not point. really being given the good chance point. so this is all well and good but the club have got to do better well it's getting there I mean, I mean you've got Sargent who's in the bench now for most games Pollock where's Charlie now, Grange games. Don't know, Charlie. Something. If he's still alive, get in contact. Everyone knows we're about to Charlie Grace. Missing, uh, missing persons. Uh, yeah, good point there, actually. Morning, you know, but no, it is good to see Sam Sargent there, and, and also added by Edjo was on the bench yesterday. Yes, yeah, and, good point. Samedo, Jard, Samedo. Samedo's more first team than, than youth now, I'd say, yeah. to be honest. But but come yeah. through that, come through that. Absolutely, so it's good. We know there are a lot of scouts sniffing around our youth team because of how well they're doing. It yeah. does draw attention, and, and it's easy to get access to them because obviously the the, the games are played at. at Absolutely. Club, club grounds so, absolutely you know and, and it's particularly now the club are tweeting live from their games it's only going to draw more attention yeah. to them so Saturday the 19th of November the under 18s drew two all with South End with goals from Tristan Abrahams that name yeah. that boy again and also Charles Clayden yeah. who's new to me I've not seen that name before I was just no. going to say so maybe uh, so well another done. one to look out for so that brings us to Blackport home so before we cover the game we'll you know mention the protest so yeah. a bit of a, a division here in the uh, Outlook podcast tower yeah. so we have one for the protest and one against the protest so yeah. Mr Levy you go first because you are pro I'm pro, pro the, I, am, I am pro the protest um I get why people are anti the protest. I, I understand that. And and a few people ask me whether I'm pro or anti. So I'm pro the protest because I feel the club is being mismanaged and the owner isn't managing it in the best way at all. And really just want him... We've got. I just feel that we need to do something that's going to try and make him pay attention a bit just just try and do something because you can't email the guy you can't phone the guy and unless you're going to stalk the guy and stand outside his house in Mayfair which is obviously bordering on illegal <laughs> um, this is the most sensible way of, of actually trying to get him 
to listen to you. And I take what, what Matt Porter said from the Loft AGM. He said, the guy wants to be loved. You know, his ego needs to yeah, be massaged a bit. So how do you tell someone that they're doing something wrong when they won't listen to you? There's no point pointing fingers and shouting abuse at the guy after Absolutely. a game because he'll just Absolutely. feel upset and yeah. antagonise yeah. and just give you the, 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 the hand off, to brush, yeah. you, brush you off. So, you know, if his lemmings are, are, are saying that this is going on, we have plenty of media coverage, The Sun, The Guardian, it was on the BBC. Metro. Um, you know... Main media outlets, not not sort of local, local media. The Guardian, Wolf and Forest Guardian, George Sessions was cut. You know, it, it it's got a lot of attention from a lot of places. So, you know, the Blackpool fans probably gave a little bit of weight to it as well because their plight is, is yeah. well known. Yeah. But they've been processing for a number of years, and unfortunately, Carl Oyston hasn't hasn't left. So maybe he's doing it to spite them. That's their that's yeah. their issue, and that's yeah. their fight, and they're, they're doing well. But I just want the guy to listen. I don't want him out because I think he's got to change his ways. He, yeah, yeah, he's got the he's got the backup and the and the tools to take us to where we all want to be. Do I think he wants us where we are now? Absolutely not. not. Yeah, he yeah. wants to win. Yeah. He's just going about it the wrong way. Whether that means he's got the wrong people around him, whether he's got the wrong ideas, yeah. whether he's being misadvised, I don't know. I just want him to listen to us. Come and talk to the fans forum. Come and talk to us. In, in, in a more in a less strict environment where you can tweet and not this oh this is my problem yeah. and nothing goes outside no none of that, that I mean I've got I mean, that, that, that wasn't for a meet the chairman evening that was a very strange uh, environment and atmosphere yeah. to be in that wasn't a, a friendly tell us about what you want to do later on yeah. it was more of a and you had to put the questions forward first why can't we yeah. just ask you questions what's, Absolutely, the, what yeah. you, what's to hide but you're Anti. I'm, I'm anti-processes. I don't think um, the club is at the stage where FB will walk away or where Loft are at a serious stage where they can actually influence what Bichette will do. And by that, I mean, we know, you know, Loft are looking at a consortium which won't be ready until the end of season. So to do it in November when the consortium are six months not ready to do it and no dialogue's been discussed with Bichette, I thought maybe it was a bit premature. Also... Loft and everyone knew that Bichetti wasn't going to be at the game yesterday. So he wasn't at the game because yeah. he wasn't in the country, as yeah. far as we know. It's, he wasn't at the game because of the protest. He wasn't yeah. avoiding the ground. So if you're going to protest against someone, you've got to make sure that that someone is there because it becomes more effective. He can see photos and he can look at videos, I guess, but if, if he's not there hearing it or seeing it, he's not going to realise the volume of it. Yeah. The problem you've got is whenever you do plan... Excuse me. When you ever you do plan the protest, he can just suddenly not turn up. He can, but I don't. I don't think he would. I don't think he would shy away from a protest. He was at the Dagenham game when that protest was was there the last year when we, everyone walked in in the seventh minute. He was there for that. I didn't seem to bother him. I don't think he's the man who would kind of stay away when there's a protest. I might be wrong, mm. um, but I don't, you know I get why people want to protest, and I get why he's criticised. You know. For me, he's made some shocking managerial decisions, which I think... Including our current one. Absolutely. But if he gets that right, everything else feeds off that. So if he gets the managerial decision right, that means we get better results on the pitch, which would mean less training ground interference from him. And it all stems from there. So I think he's literally two decisions away from getting it right, getting rid of Cavison, who shouldn't probably be at the club, and getting in a decent manager. And I think everything else stems from that. Um, But he's also made, you know... For me, there's only three things you can criticise Bichetti for. The Porter sacking, the managerial appointments as a whole, 
and cooks. Those three things for me are the biggest mistakes. Everything else for me is, you know, run of the mill. Run of the mill. Um, and when you think actually that if he if he hadn't made such bad decisions, we wouldn't obviously be in this position. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and when you look at clubs like Leeds, they've suddenly gone quiet because they make the right managerial yes, appointment. Yeah. And and I'm I'm I can't take ownership for this thought because I read a tweet yeah, yeah. and I, and I, I thought that was absolutely yeah, yeah. bang on. Um, that, that suddenly you know they've got Gary Monk who's a good manager and they're starting to get the wheels in motion where they're actually starting to, to actually quite do quite well there's another club that was mentioned as well if, you, if you start winning on the pitch the, the pro yes it, it deals with the battle doesn't it yes and that, don't, that's, I, I don't forget when we're watching these players right so when we're watching players on the pitch like Simpson Massey and Chizak these are some of the best paid players you're watching in League 2 and comfortably and someone's paying it for that well Bichetti is paying their wages and they're happy to take his money and they're happy to take his money so I wouldn't forget that when we're watching some of the best paid players even though they're not being coached well which is obviously another factor by Bichetti but I'm not at at that protest stage yet Mm. I might be in a couple of months if things don't get better but I'm not there yet so the protest took place it um, did. I have to say though, the protest wasn't to protest to get Bacchetti out. Oh no, like yeah, Blackpool speak, was. yeah, absolutely. Blackpool was. They want yeah, Oyster yeah, yeah, out. We just want yeah. Bacchetti to change. But good numbers That's from both sets of supporters from what we saw. Several like, hundred fans. Yeah. I, I I got held up at home. I couldn't make the protest as much as I did try to get there in time. Um, but I missed it completely, sadly. But yeah, no, several hundred people turned up walking down later. Yeah, road. so it started at Birkbeck Tavern. It did. Uh, and it finished at the ground with both Orient and Blackpool supporters singing and holding banners up saying, we want our club back. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've got to say a massive well done to Loft and to the Blackpool fans for organising that protest. Yeah. It seemed to go well. It was it was very was, yeah, and that's what it was very meant civilized. to do, wasn't it? And yeah, no, no, no problem. It was just a well-organised protest. Yeah, so well done so, to everyone involved in that. Absolutely. So the, the team was announced uh, just about two o'clock. Chisak and goal. Hun, Eriko, Parks and Kennedy were your back four. Weir, Massey, Atangana and Collins were your midfield. And Simpson and Palmer up top with substitutes of Sam Sargent. Pollock, Dunn, Ochang, Semedo, Adebayejo and Paul McCallum. Team and subs unchanged from last week's win versus Colchester, so there was no real yeah. surprise there, to I, be honest with you. I think that's probably expected, wasn't it? Same, yeah. same again. So we kept the diamond, kept the same teams last week, and I was quite happy with that when I saw it on paper. Yeah. I thought I thought that was a pretty obvious one. Yeah. No brainer. So I couldn't go to the game yesterday, I had a family engagement. So yeah. you'll probably take most of these or I'll ask you a few questions about it as we're going through I think it. I'm so, so traumatised that I've, I've tried <laughs> to block it all out, to be honest with you. But Blackpool did start off quite brightly. Yeah. Um, to be fair, the first five, ten minutes they, they they looked pretty good. But then in the thirteenth minute there was a superb counter-attack from Massey. Uh, and Simpson uh, and Simpson's shot was uh, sorry it was 1-2 I think wasn't yeah, it yeah that's Massey right shot but, saved. but the shot was saved from Massey who unfortunately got caught offside, offside. Yeah. offside yeah but no that was superb Good. and we looked they, I think they were playing the diamond again yes. with Atang with we're at the top yeah, Atang on the right uh, Massey yeah. and then at the top of it at the tip of it um, it Counter-attacking, we are frighteningly good. That's good. That's what we should Counter-attack, we are good. absolutely... But we just don't make the most of it. <laughs> we just didn't make the most of it. So um, you know that the protest by your watch started in the 16th Well, minute. I did the timer. So I did the stopwatch yeah. so that we could do it on the 18th minute. And then others were saying, oh, we're only in the 17th minute. So like you said before we started recording, that most people probably oh, looked at their watch, and, saw 318 yeah. and thought, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. So, yeah, the protest, and there was like a minute's worth of singing Good. stand-up for the Orient. Uh, 
um, Blackpool were standing up singing everyone around the That's stands were, 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 were up and singing those that objected to it um, Warren That's sat good. behind us didn't didn't get involved he was he's quite sort of prominently anti yeah. The protest, he said, like, if you want to change it, go and make the guy an offer, a yeah, sensible offer. Absolutely, that's that's the way to deal with There's it. There's loads to get of him out. photos and videos online, isn't there? You can pretty much see like loads of clips from the 18th. Yeah, I saw loads yesterday. I so. didn't because I was only in the 16th minute in my head, so <laughs> my, 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 I wasn't ready, and I was like all helping John with the with the banner. Yeah, um, and I just got caught all fingers and thumbs and couldn't get to film any of it. But oh, yeah, okay. it was it was well done. So 30th minute, Blackpool took the lead as Erico let a long ball bounce and it was easily shuffed off, powered off the ball and their man Jamil Matt scored and same old story and it really poor Such defending. a poor piece of defending. Absolutely. To be fair, Jamil Matt finished emphatically. He finished Top well. corner. He finished well and I, I also think Park should have done better as well. So although Erico's mistake made the initial mistake, he still goes and beats Erico. Yes. He cuts outside of Park's quite easily. Yeah. Uh, and smacked it past Shizak. I donn't think Shizak had much of a chance with the he finish. I thought it was a good finish. <clears throat> yeah. But Erico mainly. Just, I, and I screamed, don't let it bounce. Don't let it bounce. He lets it bounce. He gets shoved off the ball. Jamil Matt takes it, scores. And from what I saw, that seemed to have a massive effect on Erico's confidence. He was, was walking reading. away like head in hand. Uh, not head in hand. He was walking away like shaking his head and like probably a bit upset with himself I don't think it helped that yeah. I was screaming <laughs> at him either and there was a few others it's just like it's simple like you can yeah. see you've got a man behind you just get rid of it Do either it. put it out for yeah. a corner or just or just hoof it straight out for a throw in at the side one of the two if you let it bounce you don't have control of the football anymore so I think that's a shame because I think Erico had a good game last week against Colchester <coughs> from what we heard he's supposed to very well and I think he's, he was alright the last couple of games so disappointing for me even Erico should not be near a League 2 club well mate as soon as Teddy Mezegay comes back mate you've got Teddy who's going to walk straight into that team but anyway, you don't know what so. he's like Absol- <laughs> you don't know what he's like that's what I'm saying like. absolutely yeah. but he's supposed <laughs> to be quite good but he's, he's got a pretty good reputation yeah. Mezegay he's we'll a central defender yeah. I thought he was an nah, attacking midfielder <laughs> no he's a centre back mate okay. so 32nd minute good for um, me though almost equaliser great effort from Massey from <laughs> 25 yards keeper well beaten well beaten unfortunately the crossbar wasn't though yeah. Two inches down, and that's a goal. Great game changer. Oh, absolutely. Game and, changer. You know, yeah. sometimes you know the luck. When it's when you're not having the luck, it all goes against you. you know, on, another, on another day, Erica lets that bounce, and the guy smacks it over the bar, or Parks tackles the guy, and then we take that other random Massey scores. Just the way it's all going, they score, and when you're down the bottom, the that's yeah. what happens. Your luck doesn't go for you. And then just four minutes later, there was a free kick. Uh, by Andy Taylor um, it's pushed behind by Alex Chisak and Blackpool yeah. uh, got a corner um, if I'm not mistaken that was given away by Ivan Erico needlessly <laughs> he fouled the guy about 20-25 yards out right, okay. unnecessarily just stand him up yeah no Fouls him. Gone. Yeah. And now, gone. now we've got... Yeah, head gone. Head's gone. Absolutely. Yeah. So 37th minute, like we were saying, when the luck's against you, it's against you. So we had a goal to slide from Collins for offside. I haven't yeah. seen the goal, so I don't know if it was offside. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I couldn't tell because we were defending the south stand to start with and attacking it second half. Oh, okay. Half. So you didn't know. Yeah. Okay. And they warmed up south end. Yes, I read. I read. Yeah, yeah. Unusual. Unusual. I like it, though. Why. I like it. Yeah. I like I don't it. Know why. So 40th minute, corner by Kennedy, met by Parks. His first effort got blocked and he volleyed his second effort over the bar. And then two minutes stoppage time, mm-hmm. half-time whistle yeah. win. We were 1-0 down. So you, you weren't impressed, I guess, with that first half? No. No. <laughs> I don't think anybody was, to be honest with you. I, right. I really don't think. It was, you know, there was only, well, I said 
I said to John and, and Graham, who sit either side of me, sat either side of me, I said, I said there can't be more than four and a half thousand people here today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the atmosphere was quite muted. It was yeah. a bit, it was a bit odd. It's like people were just like, oh, yeah, and plus no protest real... as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, possibly, but just some of the decision making from Weir, his passing, um, it just, it, it just looked awful. Like like Hunt was having a personal battle with with Potts. Um, He's good there, Potts, isn't he? He is good, yeah. but. Nicky Hunt let him know who the daddy was. Good, I love Nicky Hunt. Hunt was sort of walking, walking towards him and sort of chesting past his shoulder, like chest, like like chest barging like him, and, and Potts sort of dropped his shoulder on him, and, and and Hunt's puffing his chest out. It was a little, it was, it was good. Uh, Nicky, was Nicky good. Hunt might be my favourite player. I think, he's, I think he might be my favourite player. Massively on me. Yeah, he might be my favourite player. So yeah, the IG ten crew. <laughs> so, so you mentioned the attendance. So it was four thousand three hundred seventy-six. With 361 away, so roughly 4,000 Orient fans. Yeah. Um, and no changes for Orient at half time. So no. came back out as uh, as they went in. And the George Sessions tweeted in the 52nd minute saying, Eric Poe is down. So I'm talking in the press box about whether he's injured or just <laughs> upset about his poor display. And this was followed up very quickly by a. Probably the latter. A substitution. Yeah, he yeah. came off for Alan Dunn. Be interested to see if he starts on Tuesday. I think in my. Uh, post-match notes I've put I'd quite like to see Hunt move to centre-back and done right back for if the start if you'd have seen Dunn play on Saturday you would have done <laughs> the first team at either none of the, neither well, of them two actually I'd go Aaron Pollock good call yeah good call or Judd no, no I'd like to see Pollock Pollock, Pollock probably centre-back, centre-back. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, cool. in the 54th minute a superb through ball from Collins plays in Dunn whose pass across the six-yard box sadly was clear great passage of play that yeah good and and Great vision. Collins is a brilliant like signing him, yeah? for me. Good for me. He's got great early warning signs that he's going to be a promising player for Good. us. For I like me. it. For me, I, I quite like that, and I hope we extend him past January. Um, well, we what st- that says about Sammy Moore, I don't know, but Collins is a good addition. Well, I don't forget you've got Benedici, who isn't anywhere near the squad now, so you probably presume he will go. Yeah, Dianz will probably go. Like, these are just squad players around, so yeah. hopefully, hopefully we'll sign Collins. Yeah, he yeah. sounds like he's doing well. So yeah. 57th minute, Fasil got past Hunt. Shot and Chizek saved well. It's good to see Chizek keeping us in it. And then, but from the resulting corner <coughs> in the 58th minute, Blackpool made it 2 0 as Tom Aldred heads in at the near post from the corner. So a lot of dirty uh, centre. A back. lot of appeal was for a handball oh, there. Yeah. Um, Funny, the guy that was sat in front of me, I, I couldn't see it was a handball, yeah. but he said, I'm sure he's handled that. Here. And uh, all the Orient defenders ran to the ref, shouting shout handball. Shout handball. <coughs> and, uh, I never saw it. People thought it was, you know, although it was. A questionable method of the goal again, terrible defending, and from yeah. a set piece again. How many times can we sit in your house doing this podcast talking about defending from set pieces? Because we use zonal marking, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. like like uh, a friend of mine who I bumped into on the train home, he said zonal marking. Since when has space ever scored a goal? Well, we had that, that tweet last week, didn't we? <coughs> Saying zones don't score goals, yeah. players do. Players it's like that goalie-looking chain wrap. Guns don't kill people, rappers, rappers do. do. Yeah. <laughs> Start the podcast for that next week. Brilliant. So 66 um, minutes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Samayda <laughs> came on and replaced Collins. It's like the most stupidest of substitutions. Don't get me wrong. You're right, maybe Collins was had a time. Maybe we not don't the, know yeah, yeah, exact. Yeah, maybe yeah. he was feeling t- a little bit uh, tight hamstrings or slightly injured, so he's being preserved for Tuesday. I don't know. But if it wasn't for that an injury reason to take Collins off over Robbie Weir is an absolute sham well the last time game against Crew, we had the same scenario where Kazovin took off 
Atangana. Yes. You remember? We I were do. sitting there and we were like, he won't take Atangana off. And Atangana. And Atangana. So for me, that's it's quite concerning now that the last two home games he's made the wrong subs. Again, there might be issues, you know, like you said, Collins might not be there fit. Be. Atangana might not be fit. But if he's making these decisions and his players are fit, and they're not, and it's not for injury. This, this is worrying. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't understand yeah. this, this game at all. Agree. Um, for me, he was the best and most committed player on the pitch on Saturday. He was the one that had the vision, the passing, the work yeah. rate. Well, maybe it's fitness. Maybe it's fitness. I don't know. Yeah, wrong sub to make. But yeah. if it, if it wasn't for anything that it, to preserve his health and, and and fitness for Tuesday, then for me, then 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 Cavasin has just really not got any clue about what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. agree. So seven for a minute. We took another tweet from George Sessions, who said only twenty minutes left and. Those again look void of ideas. Gavin Massey aside, nobody's willing to get on the ball and run. Yeah, not a good tweet. No, well, good tweet, but you know what I mean. Not, yeah, not no, no, good not, tweet, not yeah. good to read that sort of tweet. But unfortunately, it, it it was right. You know, Robbie Weir was supposed to be a driving force. Atengana was doing his best, yeah. but Robbie Weir. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it in my post match rant sure anyway, but. <laughs> Uh, 75th minute McCallum came on for Palmer few people around commented that if if you're two goals down and you're trying to get something back in the game and you've got 15-20 minutes left to go forward for a midfielder Correct. Yeah, agree. Agree. Good Correct. Point. Good go four three three. Have Palmer yeah. playing behind yeah, Simpson yeah, and McCallum, yeah. and, and let him doing all the and point. let him move Palmer back into the middle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, great point. 78th minute. Good free kick by Massey. Blackpool broke and Parks has to clear off the line. An effort from Potts. I mean, that just would have been <laughs> counter attack. <laughs> yeah. Just a counter attack. Um, then Nandole came on for Matt. How did how did he? What was his reception like? I got clapped. Did he? We, we all Good. clapped him. Yeah, lovely guy. Yeah, lovely we guy. I do like Nandole. I didn't see him go off on whether he clapped us off. Fine, okay. At the end, but I don't really care. Eight and ninth minute, we got a lifeline. There's a McCallum. Superb header from McCallum. Yeah, uh, made it two one. So Dunn put in a decent cross to the box. It was a very good cross um, and a great header by McCallum to give us a bit of hope. So my question is right. <laughs> I wasn't at the game yesterday, but I can give you my consensus. Tuesday night, right? Yeah. Simpson's obviously going to play. Yeah. You bank on Simpson. Yeah. Who would you start alongside Simpson? McCallum. McCallum or Palmer? Why, See, why McCallum? They've both got different qualities because McCallum scores goals. Yeah. But Ollie Palmer did play well. Good. He had. He was very strong. His feet are very have got it got much better. He was holding players off. He was going past. Ollie Palmer. Yeah. Ollie Palmer. Whereas McCallum is the he'll get you goals. Whereas Ollie's got the work rate. So yeah, maybe yeah. you do go four three three. Yeah, and I, have have Palmer sitting slightly deeper behind the front two, so that he's got possibly. the work rate, and or maybe the diamond with I Palmer think, at the tip of the. I diamond. think I think he'll, I think he'll go diamond again with Collins at the back. Yeah, I think he, I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay with the same midfield. But I'd quite like to. I agree. I'd quite like to see me Callum start on Tuesday after his goal, and obviously he'll be fitter than yeah. Ollie Palmer, who's just given 90, 75, 75 minutes, minutes yeah. as opposed to Paul. So it'd be an interesting one that yeah. one. But it'd be interesting to see if you've got any views on Paul or Ollie, let us know. At or any outlook on Twitter. Yeah, that's an interesting one for a debate. That Paul McCallum or Ollie Palmer. Let us know who you think. So five minutes of added time were added, and a frantic three minutes followed. But we ended up losing the game, and I think you've said shame poor that, game. Yeah, it's a shame that in those three minutes they couldn't have replicated that throughout the rest of the game because really? we were really pushing Pressure. hard. Yeah, yeah. Shame that shame they didn't have that, that sense and level of urgency yeah. earlier in the game. And with that defeat, uh, we well the club broke a record with seven consecutive home defeats, uh, which is the worst record in the history of Leighton Orient at home. In 135 years, and I tweeted a picture of a of a couple of fellas who on the banner, a banner yeah. 135 years history, gone in three. Yeah, crazy. So that's a terrible, terrible record 
to break. Yeah, so let's listen to, or let's, or we'll, we'll read you the ramblings <laughs> of our incoherent manager. And, and, and look, I, I make that comment slightly tongue in cheek yeah, yeah. because the, the young lad who's translating is literally translating rather than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In anglicising it so Caversin said today we've put in a different performance in respect to the others at Brisbane Road I don't know what that means I don't know I think maybe he thinks it's better I don't know it's just different yep. we were more competitive so yeah he's saying it's better we were more competitive and even after the first goal the team didn't get downbeat I'm going to disagree with you on that we had some moments where we weren't as intent but in respect to the other matches this time we've ended up going up we've ended going up we've ended going up what does like that ended up better, like finishing stronger. Oh, okay. It's how I interpret that. In these moments, when we are losing, it is very important to look at what positives we've achieved. Fair enough. The players aren't nervous. Disagree. They are present in the pitch and acting positively. The team tries to stay as a group and united, even when they concede, they try to play. I agree with that. We did yeah. try and we did at times... Some of our passages of play were very good. Okay. And our counter-attacks are... You like it? Yeah. Yeah. We just need to find that clinical finish. Okay. Right. Yeah, no, it's good. Interesting. So, league table. So, that defeat means we slipped to 20th place in League 2. So, we played 17, won 5, drawn 3, lost 9 with a goal difference of minus 2 and 18 points. So, we, you know, like we've said, this league is all over the place. So, we're just 2 points from the bottom and we're just 6 points from the playoffs. So, it's... It's still all to play for. I know things seem bad, and they, they are pretty bad, but if you win the next two, it could be a different story. It's just a mental league to beat, isn't yeah. it? So, time for our views. So, Mr. Levy, your views that I've not seen yet, so okay, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, terrible result against another bang average team. It's another team that really have not had to do much that much. Yeah. They didn't create that much. They weren't good, to be honest with you. Blackpool were probably... You know, no better than what Portsmouth played, in my opinion. They, they weren't particularly creative or inventive, or they just wanted it a bit more than yeah. us. You know, they Gary Bowyer, good manager, uh, has, has, you know, has gotten playing and believing in themselves and actually trying to do well, whereas we look devoid of ideas. Have to say, for me, Robbie Weir and even Erico should not play for us again. Wow, that's a statement. Uh, that and that's our club captain, and 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 it's a shame because he was quite honest with his with his appraisal of his first after part after the Plymouth match when yeah, he got sent and off when he got sent yeah. off after uh, 27 seconds or whatever it was yeah. um, I don't see any improvement I don't see him doing any better consistently poor performers Erico at fault for the first goal not long after that gave away a needless free kick just outside the box for me Erico hasn't got a footballing brain at all okay. and as for Weir his passing and decision making for me has just been utterly appalling um, he also doesn't have that captain um, aura about him he okay. doesn't have a commanding nature on that he's not after um, after we're conceding or someone makes a mistake he's not like come on yeah, focus, yeah, get yeah. your head straight let's go he's not geeing the team along he's not putting them along yeah. like the Nathan Clark did like the Baldry did like yeah. the Vincelo yeah, yeah, yeah. when they were here he's not for me captain material um in additional time, um, yeah, it's like the 90-something minute, on the byline of the Blackpool penalty area, he was unchallenged. Now, the ball was going out for a corner, but he decided that he was going to head it. Yeah. Right? Now, all he had to do was head it back into the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Onto back the into the danger box, yeah. He headed it straight up in the air. <laughs> I, I've seen a few, no I've seen a few tweets and a few things on social media about that. No pressure. No one was around him for about five yards yeah. around him in a sort of semicircle kind of way. No pressure. He heads it straight up. It sounds like his confidence is shot. Without being there, it sounds like his confidence is absolutely shot. Um, 
Alan Dunn for me was appalling. His back passing, his crossing, his passing, his decision making. And for me, I desperately wanted Alan Dunn. I desperately want him to do well because yeah, he's yeah. been treated appallingly yeah. by the owner. Yeah. And I felt so sorry for him. Um, and I really wanted him to do well and to use the opportunity to show actually how good a player he is. You know, he played 400 and something games in the Championship and League One for Millwall. He hasn't just suddenly become a poor player yeah. overnight, but unfortunately, he has. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, he's, he came in, he played it right back. Yeah, yeah. You know, Hunt went to centre and he played it right back. In his he's, position. He's, yeah, his yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. There's no excuses. He's passing un, under very little pressure, passed it out. Yeah, for, a, yeah. for, a, for a black ball throwing almost played us into trouble with his back passing again okay. just put it out Alan I know you don't listen so I'm, I'm you know <laughs> might as well be talking to Caversin <laughs> for all that matters um, for the cynics out there you could say some of the players might be playing badly on purpose yeah um, to try and get the manager sacked to try and get themselves out yeah, of the yeah, club yeah. get a payoff whatever if you're going to be cynical about it but to be honest and quite frank I'm fed up talking about losses and poor individual performances. Players are to blame for their individual mistakes and the owner is responsible for the poor management of the club. Don't get me wrong, that circus that goes on probably does have some detrimental impact. If someone who doesn't know anything about football is standing behind the goal watching and then feeding back or criticising yeah, that you're yeah. doing this and they're not qualified to talk about it, you kind of feel, well, hold on a minute... Because, you know, from your own... Everybody should know from their own jobs. If yeah, your manager yeah, yeah. is criticising you or the CEO of your company criticises you but doesn't really know what job you do, it's like, well, how are you motivating yeah, me yeah, to do a job for you? So I get that in the grand scheme of it. But, like, all right, if you're not going to play... If you're going to take the guy's money... Play for him. Play. Yeah, play, yeah, yeah. Or play for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Play for your family. Play for your friends. Play for us as fans who pay... To watch go you. and work hard yeah. each, each and every day to pay to come and watch the dross that you serve up. <laughs> the absolute okay. dross. So, you know, zonal marking in League Two, what the hell is that all about? We've conceded so many goals from this setup, and the manager just obviously is a little bit ignorant or stubborn, or, or just maybe, basically, maybe he doesn't know any other way to defend. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Good we point. need man marking, not zonal marking. Yeah. Like we said earlier, spaces don't score goals, players do. Yeah. And on too many occasions, the players have looked devoid of ideas and the lack of movement and general lethargy um, and when they do move it's embarrassing there's no what there's none of this overlapping and uh, it, it, there's no one to pass to it, there's no runners there, you know Simpson makes the odd run but it, it, it frankly is it, it's absolutely embarrassing and for me the only players so far that can really really truly hold their heads up for me are Chisak Hunt Atangana and for me Collins Collins is probably a bit too new to be right, okay. to so be you're, criticised. This is a round up of the season. Then. Yeah, okay. but 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 Collins for me, yeah. If you want to put him in, yeah. and and and, okay. and to an extent, Massey maybe. But then Massey can go missing in games as well. So you know, okay. for me, Chisak Hunt and Atangana for me have been the standouts this cool. year. Okay, good point. So me, I didn't go yesterday, so my views are going to be quite quite short. You know, I think Blackpool are better team than what most people give them credit for as a League Two club. I think okay. they'll be. I think they'll be around the playoffs around that zone for me I'd like to see McCallum get an odd on Tuesday ahead of Palmer I think that might be a bit of a different dynamic and I did say I'd like to see Hunt go centre back and then done right back but let's go with you so I'd like to see Pollock start centre back on Tuesday in place of Erico keep Hunt at right back yeah whether that's whether it's right to bring a young lad in in the situation in a slightly toxic atmosphere is questionable can't do any worse the safest anyways. if you're going to go for experience you go hunt, hunt centre done right back yep. yeah um, 
And I just put, I'm starting to get slightly concerned. My team's around, I'm starting to pick up points now and turning things around, whereas we still to be stuck in a rut, i.e. your Newports yeah. uh, and the team, Ex- 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 Barnett, who now seem to yeah. be doing well. So yeah. concerning there. So those were our views, your views, tons of them. Um, yeah. Great points raised. Um, and I think you just want to make a comment about West End O's. Yeah, um, brilliant blog this week. Matt. Yeah, well done, really Matt. found it funny. Yeah, well stuff. Not that they're not normally, but this one in particular was absolutely. Yeah. The, so I don't know. I don't know where you get some of your analogies from, or, or 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 where where you figure it out, or how it comes to you. But my God, this week's one. If you haven't, guys, if you haven't seen it at West End O. Um, his blog is, is brilliant but we had an, also had an email from Nigel Conway yeah had an email from Nigel Conway who said you just had to hear Tom Parks' interview post-match yesterday and I quote the following Dulcet Dave Tom will I make it that we have conceded nine goals from set pieces in the last eight weeks Tom I didn't realise that and as a defender it's just not good enough and I must tell the lads <laughs> what <laughs> what an idiot so oh, <laughs> thanks yeah. for that Nigel Nigel goes on to say amazing Nigel goes like, on to like, say like they weren't there yeah. to experience it so he follows it up by saying you just couldn't make this up yeah. and to think just over three short months ago I thought a major problem this season was going to be how we were going to fit all of our great new signings into the team how wrong could I have been? Yeah. Unfortunately, visiting the O's is now a very depressing experience. Keep smiling, Nigel. Nigel, you're getting a hand clap back now. Great email. Yeah. Great very email. Points. Very good Very, points. very good point. So as well as an email from Nigel, we had a few DMs on Twitter. Yep. A message from MP Allen 222 said, I don't think the players would play as bad as they are if Hearn was still here. This isn't a dig at the chairman, but where fans are, so set sorry where fans are so set on blaming Bicchetti for everything that goes wrong the players don't get as much stick as they should you know what that is a brilliant point yeah but it's, not, it's something that sort of echoed what we've said yeah. all along the players need to Great when they point. cross the yeah. white line it's down to them yeah I like that point you know the chairman isn't responsible for a dodgy back pass he's not responsible for Absolutely. someone not hitting it back across the thing is he um, the, um, under Hearn the players would know that fans wouldn't let them get away with performances like this but now the players know that if they play bad then it's the chairman's fault Going into yesterday, we had the second best away record in the league and the second worst home record in the league. Obviously, not sure if it's changed after yesterday's fixture. So it shows that this team is capable of getting results. So why can't they do that at home? Why can't we do it at home? Looking on the positive side, we are still only six points off the playoffs with 29 games to go. If we can get, if we can sort out the home form, there's no reason at all why we can't make the playoffs. Yeah, great message. So cheers for your message there, Mitch. Um, we've got another message from Jamie Stripe, who uh, DM'd us on Twitter. I said a few points from yesterday. Firstly, I thought that for the first half, we were competitive at least. Massey had his best 45 minutes in an orange shirt and was unlucky with that long-distance effort. I think Atangana should be dominating games like this with his physicality, but rarely does. I'd like to see him shooting more and driving into the box. Uh, driving into the box... But the coaches seem content for him to just be tidy. Yeah. Good point there. Secondly, he goes on to say, Orange's major problem is that the defence is not fit for purpose and there is a giveaway in every position. This puts the team on the back foot every time and the amount of home games that we have lost by a single goal has cost us a top seven spot alone. Whoever does the recruitment here has fallen down on the job badly as the pool of defenders is woefully inadequate to choose from. I agree. Another good point. Yeah. Thirdly, he goes on to say, the demonstration yesterday. For 70% of an Orient crowd to take part in the stand-up for the Orient chart in the 18th minute was unprecedented for a support that is notoriously quiet when we are winning 5-0. I 
I think most of those speaking out just want the owner to wind his neck in, yeah. let the managers and coaches get on with their jobs and not be totally undermined by people like Bichetti, Gagliardi and Michelli, who are novices at best. Bang on the money. Good point, sir. That is That, that there sums up everything for yeah. me. Great point. Wind his neck in and let those that manage, manage. Those that play, play. And Michelli, Gagliardi, just get on with but that, the club. But that's what I was saying. If he makes the right appointment and they start winning games, then they'll just take a step back. But he needs to get that appointment right yeah. first. It all leads off that appointment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jamie goes on to say, we have had bad times here before, but it takes time to build a squad and spirit at a club. And what's gone on here over the past 27 months has simply made Orient a poorer club and toxic to work in and support at times. I don't think it would take that much to turn it around either. And that's the rub. So yeah. some great emails there and DMs. So thank you for sending us. So if you can't fit everything you want to say into a tweet, email us or DM us on Twitter or get in contact via Facebook. Yeah, and also something uh, that the word coaches helped me remember that I missed the some of the, some of the pre-season uh, pre-match warm-up. There was like half a dozen to a dozen coaches yeah, out there, was, people yeah, in yeah. black track suits and trainers. Like why did why and and Michelli and um, uh, people I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. So what? Who are all these people? Why do we need ten coaches yeah. for twelve players? For eleven players? Can't be good, can it? No. Can't what what are they good. all doing? Absolutely. So yeah, tweets from everybody. Yeah, loads of tweets. There's some great points made. So thank you for all your tweets. Even though we're going to mention a lot, we haven't mentioned. Uh, all of them so um, including the do the Bart man Bart, Marvin Bartley Marvin Bartley is very vocal on Twitter yeah. so uh, very interesting so start with at Lobmeister165 who said nothing will change until the owner stops interfering appoints advisors and a manager who understands lower leagues just to mention that these are all tweets to at Orient Outlook we don't scout Twitter and take the best tweets these yeah. are tweets that we get We've got, after yeah. the match at Lenin4 I've tried to be optimistic but even I am worried now club is mismanaged on so many fronts we are in a relegation fight at Richie J Bourne said too little far too late the goal was a sticking plaster over a massive ruin that is Orient's disastrous season players are gutless at ALB5399 same old useless gutless players Poor manager, nothing will improve until Bichetti's out. And just on that, if people are going to use swear words in tweets, we can't <laughs> use swear words. This is a family-friendly show. Yeah. At Cockney Pirate 72, says we're going down. If we're players for Orient, so can I. At Orient Boy, FB has taken us to history. Seven consecutive home defeats. Evans, Holloway, Wesley. If only a hashtag new manager bounce. And I just want to make a point that Steve Evans you know, is now in his division at Mansfield won his first game comfortably. Graham Wesley has had a significant impact uh, at Newport. They're now off the bottom. Graham Wesley's now talking about he thinks his team can get promoted out of this league. Yeah, he's just talking him up, don't believe Probably, probably but a good thing to say, though, that would do wonders for their confidence. Something yeah. I've noticed with Newport that we mentioned before is that Newport have got this kid on loan from Swansea, Swansea who yeah. is just smashing up League 2. And, you know, we don't have those relationships anymore, unfortunately, with clubs like Spurs or Arsenal. You know, Clubs who can give us the best of their youth, and West that's concerning. West Ham is a massive one, you know. QPR. Geographically, West Ham, you'd say, if you were the West Ham youth coach, you'd be looking to get those players into Leighton Orient, but that's not the case anymore. No. Shocking, really. Because, yeah. you know, as much as I dislike West Ham, I'm sure they've got some great young kids coming through that academy who always break into their first team. And I'd love to see some of those down Orient, but not going to happen. Yeah, agree. Oh, um, yep. So goes on to say, until everybody at this club does the job they were recruited for, the club is doomed. Strikers need to score, defenders defend, managers should manage, coaches coach, and they and the owner simply own. Anyone who can't complete the role they are employed for should not be at the club. Again, it comes down to the owner yeah. owning and not getting involved. Yeah. Jimbo1404 says Erico should be dropped. 
Probably got Hunt can't be worse centre backs. What hold does Ware have over the club? Should have been subbed. Yeah. Uh, Kid Samson, oh, why bother? Nothing has changed, nothing will change unless we get rid of Bicchetti. At Andy underscore PO16 says, still rubbish, zero improvement. Is it seven defeats from nine? Question mark. At which point does Caverson get sacked? Good point there. This appointment is yet another disaster by FB. Uh, or in- again, all it takes me is get Caverson out, get a decent manager in, and it all. All changes. But who do you have then? Who's there now? What now? Yeah. Don't know anymore. Yeah. Don't know. There's still, there's still managers um, out there. There's still managers out there, but at the time, I remember the last time, before Caverson was appointed, a lot of talk about Evans, a lot of talk about Decanio, and a lot of fans going, no, these aren't nice people, these aren't nice men, these aren't the people we're looking for. Same with Wesley. Remember that rumour of Wesley on the Sunday night? People were vigorously against it, but, you know, these. At League Two level, these players, these managers, sorry, good managers. Yeah, Kenny Jackett's now employed, so there's a lot less out there in the, in the pool. Um, okay, at Orient Fan TV, another home loss. What do the defence do in training all week? Zonal marking just doesn't work. McCallum needs to start on Tuesday. At Wadsley said, why take Collins off, our best player, when Ware is still on the pitch? A lot of people, not a lot, not a lot of love for Ware this evening, no. I must say. At LOFC1988 said, 11 blameless players, one completely at fault owner. Hashtag Orient fans logic. That made me chuckle. At Robert Lock 14 says, I first want to know why the CEO and others in the regime were on the pitch before kickoff with the players. So there was a few. It wasn't the CEO because the CEO's banged up and recovering from a heart attack. Yeah, but not, there, there was not, a few. Not banged up yeah, in yeah. prison or anything. Not yet, anyway. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, he goes on to say, it's not rocket science also that we need a manager who knows the English lower leagues. Not that FB will do anything, though. Yeah. At Chaz Porch, the goal... The goal game after the goal came after Nandule came on, making it his most effective substitute appearance. <laughs> Very good. At Marcus Mainers said Caverson's talk of giving the youth a chance was clearly just that: unable to defend, unable to attack. The Blackpool centre backs had Simpson in their pocket all day. I mean, I was, again, I wasn't there. This team Simpson had a quiet game. For yeah, from what they I saw. kept him quiet. At M Zero PHO said we have players with no skill yet work their backsides off. And skilled guys who can't be bothered. Welcome to the O's at home. Yeah, O's fan, Basie. So having a season ticket must be like giving a bloke 300 quid and saying, depress me for nine months, please, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Orient, I think we have to accept that this group of players are not that good. Yeah, at John underscore Badham one said, non-league football is not too far away now. What a pile of, and in a brown emoticon that you can probably guess the rest of. So people <laughs> yeah. answering in their tweets just... Brown poo Brown poo Or as my daughter would say, a brown ice cream when she sees the cushions Did in she? the window. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> At Lomax underscore Chris said, players half-hearted, the atmosphere half-hearted, and even the protest seemed half-hearted. Has everyone just given up? <laughs> At Chelsea Fish, it's just sad really. I now only go for the half-time penalty shootout. The bit each side just offers constant disappointment. <laughs> Reedy QB9 <laughs> said, Massey and Chisak have played well, very well. Collins, Hunt and Nigel were okay. The rest were poor, especially we're again. Uh, very close to mirroring what you said there. Yep. Good point there. At Johnny underscore 2699 says, we need to get rid of Caverson now and cut and count our losses. Obviously, he isn't leading us anywhere, even when or if he does kick on at the authentic Gaz far too many players and a manager absolutely stealing a living at LOFC get out of our club now enough is enough yeah and in reply to that at Boggs Dollocks 1 every time I say it on this podcast I've got to be very careful you have to be very careful agreed with that it's very very true whilst the chairman takes a lot of the blame the gutless players performances are dreadful yeah at Big Matty 25 for the seventh straight week on the trot we are going to be relegated this season end of no ifs or buts Hashtag confidence. Yeah, at LOFC underscore Matos. 
says players have to take a fair share of the responsibility. Their effort is non-existent at present. At John Macker 1977, our players have no direction and a void of ideas. What are they being coached in these double training sessions? Great point. Cavazian yeah. has to go. Not his fault, but it's clear this is not going to work. Edwards and Webb for me, ASAP. Protest was very well supported and I hope Loft negotiate with a possible consortium ASAP. Yeah, Joe, I'd be happy with Edwards and Webb to end the season if yeah, Cavazian wants to go. At Andy underscore Ruman said, Never seen a player react as badly to a mistake as Erico did today. Body language dreadful and looked visibly shaken by it. Such fragility reflects lack of leadership from Cavazian, who also appears lost on the touchline. It's clear the team don't believe. And to come back to Matt Simpson, he t- I think it was him who tweeted... Uh, a video of Cavison on the touchline saying Cavison is going mental and it's just him standing there like statutory for like 45 seconds just not doing anything just standing there like statue still but it was very good was oh, that his mannequin challenge possibly yeah it could have been yeah um, at Vince Howard 73 well you can't see we are not consistent wondering if Cavison just here to get the sack and the payoff yeah well at Bill Fleet Heat to 60 years I've supported the O's that has got to be the worst team stroke manager partnership I have seen. Not a clue. At Charlie underscore Paul. Glad I didn't bother. Sorry, it's... it. Ah, that doesn't make sense. Sorry, but it's getting more difficult to force myself to make the journey from Dorset every week. Well, kudos to you for making that round Absolutely. trip. Absolutely. Because I mean, that is a mission. That is a mission. We get annoyed when we have to go back to Loughton and Hainal, <laughs> respectively. So imagine, imagine 20 minutes Dorset. Same wow. with Orient Me, High Andy as well. That's a mission as well. A lot yeah, of people come an awful long, long way, way to come and watch this. It's... It's crazy. And in reply to that, Stassi Stassi says, after what was served up against crew, that old bother again this season and I live in Gantz Hill. <laughs> <laughs> At Paul Jemmo 63, very poor showing. Second half was dreadful. Players drained of confidence. Yeah, that only come with a decent manager, I think. At yeah. Bradley Ackers 95, just got to hope our waveform keeps us up this year. I don't know what it's about playing at home that affects the players. Yeah, Lee Holland 37 underscore. Massey by far the best player for Orient today. Run endlessly, show passion unlike the rest. Another diabolical performance. Stiggy 64 says, I honestly don't know where we go from here. Injury time aside, that was 90 minutes of completely aimless football. Hashtag worried. Yeah, Matt Bristow tweeted us saying, getting boring now, watching highlights in the week and seeing exactly what a team will do against us. We do nothing about it. So Matt called that again. He actually put up a video of the header before, from the corner routine and set and kind of when they scored said, told you so. Who's doing this? There's obviously no one scouting. Ah, crazy. Obviously. Uh, Paul Crouchman said, comes to something where my highlight of the day was the protest. A good turn at O's fans and Blackpool fans. Cavison needs to go. Dubbins10 said, Does anyone think Alberto will turn this around? Hello? Hello? At Jim586 says, Under Slade, good, bad. All the players had a job and stuck to it, even the subs. Since then, it's like the team never met each other. Tom underscore Smith underscore X. I'm all for protesting against Bacchetti, but not when he's a scapegoat for the team playing crap. Yeah, at David TH64301889. Says players mentally unable to play at home? Question mark. Christ Almighty, they're supposed to be professional footballers. All cowards. At Taser Junior, uh, sorry, Taser JNR. How long can we play for this lofted cross that we can we, we we do can go as well. Just as so, I'm going to start that again. Taser JNR said, "How long can we <laughs> play for this lofted cross that we do can go as well." Just a pass to the keeper's hands. Change is needed. So, yeah, so we tend to float yeah, the ball in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, see where yeah, he's coming yeah. from. At Valencia underscore Orion says, I guess the January transfer window will reveal what the chairman's future intentions are for the club. 
Very scary times. At D David U, Blackpool, like all others, didn't have to play well to win. Exactly what I said. Yeah. We always give plenty of chances away and never create enough. You can't blame the support today. In a way, the protest created more noise. Even when we went to goal down, the support was good. It wasn't deserved. And when the second goal came, people just gave up. They couldn't be bothered. Hashtag getting used to losing. At Harry 011, so successor orient by Slade was built for confidence, teamwork and then belief. We haven't had any of that since he left. Great point. Yeah, there, that's Harry. a really good point. Um, Luke BR1998 said, Today was very frustrating, especially when losing 2-0 and having every single player in the box to defend a corner. Yeah, at Peel Oriental. Said, first half could have gone either way. A defensive error. Hit the bar. Uh, and the game even. Second goal was handball. Game over. Yeah. When your luck's out, dot, dot, dot. I think we said that, didn't we? When yeah, we talking about when you're the down game. the bottom, yeah. it doesn't go for you. And final word goes to the, at the 92.net. Watching as a neutral today seemed like the team had no threat or creativity, no urgency to get forward, in behind or overlap. So that, yeah, no, I was going to say that I write my comments and you do as well before we put these tweets yeah, yeah. in because obviously I don't want to get accused of yeah, plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of people, obviously like-minded people. It's Absolutely. Great. So again, thank you for all your tweets to at Orient Outlook. So great to see you. Thank you for sending them. Um, and last time, let's just make a point. Last time we had that many that many tweets about manager shouldn't be managing he got sacked he got sacked the day after yeah so hopefully if you are going to sack him do it after the exit of the game so people can listen to the podcast <laughs> right so prediction league update yeah go on um, so well done to at Orion Meat Pie and at Johnny underscore 2699 who are the only two people who correct, correctly predicted 2-1 so there was no change at the top of our prediction league so at Nino Barone 27 still top on 15 points with at MP Allen 2-2-2 second place on 11 points with all the rest close behind, it's quite congested around the area. Okay. Full table is updated every week on our Facebook page, and there's two obviously games to play for this week. Yeah, fancy football league update very quickly. George Stone retakes the lead at the top with 648 points, just six points ahead of Elliot Hartfree Pierce. Steve has had a better week, so well done, mate. You've yes. moved back up to 21st. 21st. All to play well for. Well done. All it's, to play it's for. It's a marathon, not a sprint, Absolutely. is the old analogy. So moving on to today, Sunday, 20th of November, the ladies' team are finally beaten as they lose 2 0 to Premier League Spurs in the quarterfinals of the Capital Women's Cup. The development team, though, win 3 1 against Actonians with two goals from Daisy Davis and one from Fifth Bowdler. So well done to the ladies. I mean, they're playing Spurs who are two divisions above them. Yeah. Um, and nothing, nothing to be ashamed of there. Not at all. Spurs scored in the last minute as well. Got oh, second in the there. last minute. So, oh, shame. So well done to the ladies. And we hope to get Chris on the podcast and some of the ladies Brayford, very yeah. soon. Yeah. Positives and negatives this week. Yep. Positives are the Leighton Orient Trust getting their awards. Yeah, so well, well done, done to everyone at the Trust. Superb work. Yep. Youth team in the third round of the Youth Cup, which is fantastic. Yep. Tristan Abraham's uh, getting his deal as well rounds up yeah. three positives we'll always find positives so negatives got a few more than three though so first of all the home loss on Saturday was eighth home loss which it, well, which is now a club record for home defeats sorry was it seventh I, might I think it was seventh yeah, seven, yeah I think it was yeah. seventh um, next negative we're only at a relegation spot because other teams are just worse than us but only just and that could all change obviously after Tuesday yeah um, a negative we've got taking Collins off who is the best player on the pitch? Why well, yeah. we round up and say substitutions, substitutions. stroke well, tactics as a whole? Because we've seen that tactics at yeah. Ghana again as a whole. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I think zonal marking because it don't work. It doesn't work. And remember this: when you're in the pitch on Tuesday, zones don't score goals. Players do. Players do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So here of the week this week unanimously. Yeah. 
Howard Gould. Well done, Howard. Well done, Howard. Ledge. And the trust. So yes. that rounds up this week. Slightly longer than what we ante- what we it thought is, it yeah. would be. Apologies, but obviously there's a lot of talking points from the Blackpool yep. match. So next yep. week's fixture. Uh, fixtures. It's a busy week this week. We've got two fixtures coming up. Tuesday night, we welcome back Lloyd James, Jake Taylor and Robbie Simpson back to Brisbane Road with Exeter City. Uh, they are bottom of the Football League after losing 3-2 away at Carlisle. And they were 2-1 up, up yeah. and they lost. They conceded two goals in uh, injury time um, away at Carlisle, so that's really sad for them. So this is a real six-pointer in a, a match we really must win. I really I really think if we don't win this, I think if we lose on Tuesday, I think Kevson, I honestly think it will go on Wednesday. Possibly. I think if we don't win this. Quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, then on Saturday, we travel to Doncaster Rovers and up against Matt Baldry and John Marquis, who John Marquis being quite dangerous at the moment. John, John Marquis. That's came, what happens when you play a striker in the right came position. Came on loan to us, couldn't do anything. Went to Northampton, gets Scored. some up as championships, and now yeah. he's at Doncaster, who is a good player. Because he's yeah. a good player, and when you play him and supply him, he's good. We always knew that, we just didn't yeah. use him well at all. And uh, You could see that. Doncaster are third in the league after beating Hartlepool 2-1. So we've got really two tough Very games tough this week. Games. I, hope, so I also hope Matty Baldry gets good reception from the Travelling Ireland fans. Yeah, I think he should do. He should do, but it was either you loved him or you hated him. He didn't seem to be... He wasn't a bad guy though, you know. Oh, he, no, he, went, he went to the pub afterwards and 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 offered, uh, after, the, the after the penalty yeah. missing, yeah. So yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, that's, it, so yeah. that's it. So the first anti Bichetti process has taken place off the pitch, and on the pitch things aren't getting any better. So we slip to another home defeat, and in the process breaking a record for consecutive home league losses. So even though it certainly isn't a good time to be a nose fan, we all love the club. We all want the same thing. So hopefully, if we get behind the boys on Tuesday, which we always do, and we try our best. Hopefully we'll see a win on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah, it's been awfully better. So thank you for joining us for episode eighty-five. So we'll be back with episode eighty-six next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. Yeah, absolutely. And just to really, before we finally sign off, just to really emphasise some of the comments that Marvin Bartley uh, raised in his Twitter thing. I know it's not on the plan, but he said like booing a player never inspired them yeah, to do yeah. well. So he, I think you know, taking that point, it's really important that we do back the boys we want them to do well they want to do well no one goes out to lose a football Absolutely. match so you know as a as a any player whether he's Sunday league or, or, or pro so yeah, yeah it really point. is important to, to back the team even if we go behind yeah yeah uh, wrong of me to have lambasted Erico so I take that and <laughs> just frustration but you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm a passionate fan but yeah so yeah. that's it we look forward to hearing from you as always keep calm please and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast we will see you next week yes. up the O's up the O's